charming and brilliant. I'm so excited to invite you tonight to listen to Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. We have a very special guest host. He's all the way from across the pond. Wow! Put your hands together, everybody, for Daniel McKeon! Everybody, how are you guys doing? Come on, give us a cheer real quick. Woo! It's Mutiny Radio happening right now. You guys are at it right now. Uh, I'm Daniel, as I say, I am English. Uh, don't need to pretend I'm from Texas or something, try and fit in. Although I've been hanging out here a few days, I think I'm pretty bay at this point. Hella bay, I would say. Uh, and it rhymes too, so that's something too, isn't it? Um, right, this is Mutiny Radio. Not only, how many of you guys have been here before? Give us a cheer if you've been here before. Yeah, okay, cool. And who's, 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 <laughs> who's, who's first time is it here? First time. First time here? Woo! All right. Okay, cool. You guys um, are going to be seeing some people that are really fun and some people maybe don't have the best time. That might be happening as we speak. You never know. That could be going on. Uh, I'm Daniel McKeown. I'm your host. I'll be bringing you on, talking to you guys throughout the night. Think of me as kind of like a Santa's little helper kind of figure. I know it's still November, but when you look like me, you can't really avoid looking like an elf. So, like, it's a whole, it's a whole setup. This is amazing. I've never been at one that's, like, such... I don't know, I mean, for those listening on the radio, I guess, this is such a cool setup right now. I'm actually really into it. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. I only just walked in. That's why I'm so weird. If you want to donate, you guys can see the sign. I mean, most of you performing, so it's a bit weird. You have to donate, but that's cool. That's all good. That is all good. Uh, so, yeah, I've been here a couple of days. I've been... Uh, I'm mainly here because I'm in a long-distance relationship with my girlfriend, who's American. She's from... Oh, thank you. She's from Shy town as she's told me not to call it. Because uh, she's actually called it from a place called Naperville, which is different apparently. Uh, but uh, so we didn't—we're in a long-distance relationship. We didn't really mean to be. We were both just playing hard to get, and it got out of control. Um, when you're in a long-distance relationship, texting becomes your main form of communication, which means typos can be quite disastrous. I text my girlfriend to say, "I miss you, baby," and the baby was corrected to Abby. Uh, her name is not Abby. Uh, and then I had to kind of follow up to say, oh, I'm sorry, I just wish you were here. And the here was corrected to her, so it wasn't really, <laughs> wasn't much better. But I'm here now, I've been enjoying, I went to, I've been trying to enjoy all the fast, casual American eateries. Uh, I went to Taco Bell, I had a Dorito burrito, because I am a gamer at heart. And uh, I'm still kind of shitting, still haven't really recovered. I don't know, do you, I don't know, what do you guys think of Taco Bell? Would you guys, do you like Taco Bell? Trash, yeah? It's not really Mexican, right? Yeah. Okay, ooh, what's highway driving? On the highway? <laughs> <laughs> Am I being stupid? Is it, is it driving on the highway? Is that? <laughs> ah, that's a witty concept you guys have got for that. 
So wait, you just like munching on it on the, the side? The two things, like, I'll get that in the subway. Okay. Subway. Oh. Ooh, okay, quesadilla, man. Yeah. Wait, what subway? What's up? What's in the sub? Uh, why, is the subway a traditional kind? I think it is. Yes, it's a subway. Right? Yeah, we do. But what's on the sub? Like, what's the filling? Uh, what do you go for? Um, it's three different meats. What three different meats? Ooh. Ham. Uh, you are a meaty lad, eh? You like the meat? <laughs> Would you describe yourself as a meaty lad? Is that okay? Uh, <laughs> I think that's okay. I think we're guys. You know, we can just, you know. Why is it weird? It's 2019. A, a guy can call another guy a meaty lad. I think that's fine. I think that's cool. Um, who else? Uh, I also went to Dunkin' Donuts, which was cool because I never really know what to do with a donut. But this one, they come with instructions. Dunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a great. Uh, how long? I don't know really how long I need to go for. Is that? Um, I'll just keep talking to you guys. You for get a to. Bit. You get to do as much time in between people. You're the. Oh wow. You're the smooth. They're, they're loving it so much. You hear that tepid applause. <laughs> your smooth um, butter voice, your beautiful accent, is better than anything any I might of these just, comics are going to come up with. Oh tonight. bless you. Just I might just talking. describe animal like like it's a documentary <laughs> happening. I might describe like the tiger runs through the jungle or whatever. Um, there's some really, really funny guys. I'm sure you guys all know each other. It's going to be super fun. Uh, you're all super cool. Um, coming up first, I might bring up our first act. Are you excited for your first act? Yeah! Come on, are you excited for your first act? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Your first act is a man named Hemming G. Everybody? Woo! You may see a stranger. Thank you, thank you. Wow, what a good host. Um, it's good to be here, guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but everyone assumes Asian guys have tiny dicks. Do you guys know that? Yeah. If, yeah. Yep, yep. You guys know that. Um, and it, it really makes it hard to date. It makes it hard to date someone when they assume you have a tiny dick. It's like trying to sell a car to someone when they assume that your car doesn't have an engine. And you can't just show them the engine. You can't even just say like, hey, look, this car has an engine and it's about, it's almost average sized. How, so like, I have to figure out how to sell this car, right? Like, do I talk about like how I'm in a band or something? It doesn't work. Um, and I think I've been doing some thinking about this and I think that's why Asian guys are in the low, lowest rank of the desirability rankings. Did you guys know that? They have like every race and gender, Asian guys are the lowest. It's because everyone thinks we have tiny dicks, right? And you might think like, oh, that's fine. You just date within your race. But guess where Asian girls are? They're at the top. So like, we can't even date Asian girls. Do you know what we're left with? Do you know what we're left with? We're left with math. <laughs> Why do you think Asian guys are so good at math? It's because girls don't talk to us. White guys would be good at math too if you didn't have sex so much. Um, so, and you might be wondering, like, is the stereotype true? You're not wondering that, but I'm gonna tell you. Um, so just to put it, like, I'm gonna put it this way. I recently found out how small micropenises are. They're, uh, they're three inches or shorter. Did you guys know that? So as a guy, when you hear how small micropenises are, you want your reaction to be like, what? That's so sad, oh man. But my reaction was more like, what? That's not even that small. <laughs> Three inches? That's like a pretty reasonably sized penis, isn't it? 
Um, I guess. <laughs> All right, Brady agrees with me. Um, so that tells you how, yeah, that, that kind of puts into perspective. And I find it messed up. Like, why are we even calling three-inch dicks micropenises? Like, shouldn't we be more body positive? Should be the other way around. Like, you have a penis three inches or longer. You go in to the doctor, and the doctor's like, look, man, your test results came back. And looks like you've got giant penis syndrome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be better for everybody? Um, okay, enough penis talk. Uh, what else did I have? Uh, so I, recently I found out that Stanford business students pay $110,000 a year to go to business school. Isn't that crazy? Like, are these really the best and the brightest business students we have? Paying $100,000 for shit you can Google? I feel like that's just bad business, isn't it? Thanks. Um, anyway, I had, a, I had a business idea recently. You guys know about Chick-fil-A? Like, it's, you can't eat at Chick-fil-A without people giving you shit because they, like, anti-gay or something. So I have a business idea. I'm going to open up a place called Dick-fil-A. And it's chicken sandwiches without the side order of guilt. <laughs> With a side order of dicks. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, one more time for Hemming, guys. One more time. Dick filet, yeah. Um, I'll change it to my hosting shirt. If you have, what do you guys think? A bit more, yeah. I was going for a kind of vaporwave Jimmy Buffett kind of vibe. I don't know if that's coming across. I'm just noticing all the Harley Davidsons in here too, which are pretty funky. Um, do any of you guys ride a bike? I know you highway drive. You're not on, are you in a motor? <laughs> you don't want to start, you're not like motorbiking, got in the sidecar, like reaching over. I can't, I, I wish I could, I wish I could. And sometimes I say I ride a bicycle everywhere, and sometimes I say I ride a bike, and sometimes Oh, I wouldn't let them know. Just ride that wave. Ride that wave. All right. Our next act is a man named Brady. Much. Uh, his name is. Bring it up, Brady. Hold. Man, that guy sure talks funny. <laughs> That is funny that you chose Oklahoma. That was the first production I was in when I was 14 years old. I auditioned for Oklahoma. What did I sing? I sang the song that never ends. Here's a clip from it. This is the song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it not knowing what it was, and they kept on singing it forever and ever just because... And then it repeats forever until, uh, until the director says, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what sucks about uh, doing musical theater all throughout high school? I am just good enough of a singer to know that I am not a good singer. I'm pretty awful, actually. And then uh, somebody who might be a singer is like, let me hear you sing. And then like you sing a few bars. See, look at that <laughs> lingo I know. And then you sing a few bars, and then they're like, no, that's an accurate assessment. Like, that's exactly here. All right, so I'm Brady Holden. Uh, I say my name when I'm nervous. You guys, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sick right now. So you, might, you all else might want to cover up the mic. 
Yeah, just like that. Just like Dan. Uh, not not like sick, like mentally. I mean, I am probably else, but I asked Spam, uh, Pam for a spit cup uh just cuz i'm pretty pretty flemmy right now anyway uh i i remember not this time but like a few weeks ago i got some bad food poisoning and uh i was throwing up really bad and my roommate asked me he's like hey do you want to watch an amy schumer movie and i was like well i am uh vomiting so i guess i might as well uh <laughs> <coughs> All right, I'm Brady Holt. I'm a sick motherfucker. I, uh, you know, one time I was jerking off on the toilet and I took a shit so hard that it counted as a threesome. Uh, that's how hard it was. I'm Brady Hold. I, uh, what's up, man? Got all the comics here. You guys, uh, I want to put. This is really just more of a t-shirt idea. I guess I'm just trying it out on stage. Uh, so maybe somebody else can steal it first and then give me the money. Uh, I'm going to put a, a drum symbol on on a, on a like maybe a yield sign. Uh, and then put that on a t-shirt. And then on the back it'll say, is this a sign or a symbol? Okay, you're right. But you know, if it sells, I'm going to be uh, uh, probably a hundred year. Uh, all right, I'm pretty hold. I, uh, you know, San Francisco is amazing. It's a beautiful town. Uh, you know, you can get kicked out of a bar for being a, a huge asshole. I just the other day, I was using some microaggressions and uh, I, I got kicked out of this. All right, never mind. Okay, okay, I'm pretty hold. And I, I'm a, I come from a long line of school shooters. That's right. My. My father was a school shooter of the 1974 Alhambra High School shooting, and his father was the 1943 school shooter of the Kansas City High School, and his father brought a musket to school and was the coolest kid there was, and his father actually brought a bayonet to school because it was the Civil War. Uh, I didn't do math on that because, I, like I said, I, I did theater at 14. I'm not good at, good at math, you guys. Uh... One more joke. I I feel like, you know, how Dexter, that show that was on 10 years ago, uh, super relevant. He's a serial killer that kills other serial killers. I want to be a creep that creeps out on uh, other creeps. Be like, so ladies, if there's a guy sliding into your DMs at 3 in the morning, if there's somebody who just won't stop talking to you after the open mic is over, just send them my way. And then... Uh, you know, I've got a huge collection of dick pics from unrelated sources that uh, I'll, I can flood their inbox with. All right, thank you guys. I'm Brady Holt. Hey, Daniel, don't touch that mic. It's diseased and gross. Go wash your hands. You just touched his hands. But switch it with the other mic. There's a mic over there that's shaped like that mic. Keep the stand there, but switch it with the mic that looks like that one. Yes. Just because, I mean, I love you, Brady Hold, but you just, like, coughed into the mic 40 times. And I, I, I already had this sickness at the beginning of November, so I just not, I just don't want to do it. I'm sorry I made that so difficult for you. Amazing host, Daniel McKeon. Yay! Is that on? Is that working? Is that cool? Okay, it's cool. Absolutely yeah, yeah. Works. That literally Yay. sounded like the voice of God telling me not to do something. That's so weird. <laughs> so you guys are all friends. Who who all knows each other here? Who's all been is that just from the circle? And who's who's the best of friends? 
Oh, you all just... Is it like one of those showbiz things? You, like you think comics thing? have feelings? <laughs> you are the weirdest. <laughs> they, you think they have a soul? They just don't know how to Please. The whole thing. Uh, guys, one more time for Brady Hall, guys. One more time. Yeah. Um, that was... Um, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm spacing out completely. I was going to say something about school shootings, but I don't think I have anything funny to say about it. We don't really have them here. We just kind of stab each other instead back home. It's a whole thing. Yeah. You can clap that. It's more, it's more artisanal. It's like an artisanal murder. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to bring up your next act. Give it up for Jack Ferguson. Oh, what's going on, guys? I was just... Guess where I was, buddy, host. What's your name actually again? Daniel. Guess where I just was? Fucking Camden Town. Yeah, it was there. Are you from London or are you from the other place? Okay, you're from the one that matters. Uh, <laughs> bro, you guys are fucking degenerates. British people, they have this place called Witherspoons. And you know Witherspoons? <laughs> he knows Witherspoons. So Witherspoons is basically uh, Denny's, but instead of like uh, pancakes, they well they serve pancakes too, but they all, but they have like the cheapest beer in town. It was in the middle of London. They had like three dollar uh, beers and like pints in this place, Witherspoons, and people will come in at like nine in the morning and just start drinking and be there the whole fucking day, and it is it's electric. It's awesome. Uh, and that's I, that's his culture. So you know, that's that's what this guy's about, as you can tell. Like people think British people are smart, and really they're just alcoholics. You know, like that is also people are like, oh, Americans are cocky. Uh, Y'all have a museum that's called the British Museum. Do you know the British Museum? Do you know what's inside of it? It's exclusively Egyptian sh stuff. It's just it is literally just stuff they stole from Egypt, and it's and it's. And it's called the British Museum, you know? That is the, like, the cockiness that that takes. It's fucking, um, I don't know. England, for me, honestly felt a lot like America uh, while I was there. It's just like America, except you can't, like, everybody talks weird, you know? <laughs> that, was, that was it. And people are quieter, too, you know? Like, they don't, you can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> I'm sure you think we're loud. But this is America, so, <laughs> you know, all right, I'm going to get off this. You guys are cooler in France, though. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, that's my seal of approval. Uh, no, keep. I like what you guys do. I like keep doing what you do. Uh, <laughs> you guys get spanked when you're kids in England? I did. Yeah. yeah. You guys got spanked, too, right? Yeah? Why is that not child abuse? Yeah. <laughs> Like, why is it not okay to hit someone in the face, but you can spank them? Like, it's like, oh, you can't hit kids unless it's kinky, you know? <laughs> then it's okay. Can't, can't hit them in the face, but you can tap that ass. So that is something you can do. Uh, I went, I, I, th <laughs> thanks, Pam. That was like 30 seconds after the joke, but <laughs> it's like she's wearing headphones. You think she's just listening to something else funny. <laughs> uh, I went to see a movie recently, and I was really excited to see the movie. It was Frozen 2. I'm a big fan of Frozen. Uh, don't, that's not a fucking joke. What do you guys think? Fucking Disney? You, you, I'm, I'm up here expressing my masculinity. Uh, but before the movie started, there were four consecutive horror movie commercials. 
and I don't deal well with a horror. I feel like horror movie commercials are out of control, you know? Like, I'm here to see a Disney movie. I don't need to see a man with antlers gnaw off a child's arm, you know? <laughs> that doesn't get me in the mood to see, like, Elsa sing about friendship, you know? I feel like there should be, like, uh, I feel... There should be some sort of regula. I don't know where I'm going with this, but there should be some sort of regulation for horror movie commercials because they they're out of hand. And they're always the same. They're always the same, you know? Like, thank you. It's a dude walking down a hall, and it's dark, and there's music playing, and he's walking towards a door, and you know there's something behind the door because of the fucking music. And you're like, dude, don't go in the fucking door, or at least turn on a light. There's probably a light switch in this hall somewhere. And you know something's gonna happen, and then it happens, and it's still scary, even though the music's warning you. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've heard tales that could set my heart aglow. Wish I knew if the things I. Guys, one more time. Give it up for Ryan. Nope, Ryan. That's Jack. Sorry. Let's <laughs> read the name. Um, I actually had a weird experience. I, when I saw Frozen 1, I saw it in the cinema, and then straight after I watched 12 Years a Slave. So it was a real, it was a real double bill. <laughs> you, you can't really sing Let It Go in a slavery movie. That's not. Anyway, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm having trouble reading uh, the handwriting, which is prob probably on you. Uh, that's, uh, give it up for Dom. Yeah, Al. Oh, Dan? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Dan yes, Dan Alginani, bring it up. Tell I'm so sorry. I can't recall who said it. Thank you, Daniel, very much. You don't even know how to say your first name correctly. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, who was bullied here as a kid? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, we're all comics, obviously. We're all bullied as a kid. I was really awkward looking. Uh, but now I'm attractive, so that's, that's the end of that joke. Um, yeah, no, I know I'm not allowed to say that. It's, uh, it's poor form to say that you're attractive, puts you in a bad light. But um, I don't know, bad lighting really isn't a concern when you have this bone structure, so um, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun being attractive. I, I, I highly recommend it. As someone who used to be awkward, uh, awkward looking and ugly, like attractive is way more fun. People are always talking about like white privilege. Hot privilege is the way to go. I'm telling you, hot privilege because it's like the same as white privilege. You get like good customer service, but then at the end you have the option of fucking them. So that's fun. All right, let's get off of that. <laughs> but I'm like objectively attractive. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be funny. This is just fun for me. But I hear being funny makes you even more attractive, which, I mean, with my face, kind of seems impossible, but we'll try, you know? Okay, now I'm done with that joke. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, thanks, Pam. Uh, I have one fan. Uh, hey, guys, people who don't know my, my jokes, uh, does anyone else, do you guys find it funny or find it weird that uh, none of us have ever seen or met an alien before in our lives? And yet we just assume that they're uglier than us? Is that how arrogant of a planet we are? We're just like the self-proclaimed hotties of the galaxy? We're like the mean girls of the universe? We just look up at space and we're like, ill aliens, you're fucking gross and slimy, okay? You got like tentacles and shit, stay the fuck away from me. And while we're at it, Jupiter, you're getting really fat, Jupiter. 
You're like hashtag brave fat. Like, get with it. Fuck you. That's funny. <laughs> no, anyway, but seriously, though, every single sci-fi movie I watch, it's always the same gross, wildly unfuckable alien. Except E.T. Right? We could all agree E.T. was adorable. Let me bear my soul a little bit to you guys. Like, if, like gun to my head, if I had to have sex with a sci-fi alien, yeah, it'd probably be E.T. Right? He's cute. He's non-threatening. And I mean, <laughs> that finger. You guys are the only people who have not heard this joke, so I'm just going to look at you right now. It's a good joke. Yeah. I could see being a T E.T. being annoying the morning after, though, right? Like you wake up and he's hiding under the bed sheets. You know how E.T. does. You're trying to relax. He's trying to say weird shit to you like, E.T. phone home. You're like, E.T. phone Uber. Please leave. <laughs> All right? You've milked my prostate. You can go now. Yeah. I told that joke at a, at a show a couple weeks ago, and this uh, nerd came up to me uh, afterwards and was like, you know, technically... You know there are way hotter sci-fi aliens than E.T. You know that, right? I was like, great. Let's hear what you jerk off to, I guess. <laughs> Let's have that discussion. He's like, well, first off, there's a Star Trek. They're very sexy there. Uh, Avatar, also very attractive. I'm like, just stop right there, all right? Those aren't aliens. Those are just humans painted in different colors. That doesn't count, right? Like, having sex with an alien that looks like a human is not this. It, like, it just doesn't count, right? It'd be like saying you fucked a Native American and it ended up being Elizabeth Warren. Cool. How about that attractive stuff, huh? That was, that was, that was, that was some gutsy shit, wasn't it? All right, let's hear it for your host, Daniel. Thanks a lot. One more time for Dan. I'm just realizing I shook Brady's hand earlier and I've shaken everybody else's hand, so you may also get sick. You guys left him high on dry on the unfuckable alien stuff, but you know there's cartoons that messed you up as a kid. You know, there's like you felt a little weird, something was going on. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's move away from the furry adjacent material. Uh, I accidentally skipped this act, so please give it up for Ryan Schooler, everybody. Good morning, is Oh my god, I love hearing the name or the sound of my name coming out of your voice. It's fucking magical. The fucking the, the accent oh, gets me. I love it. You sound so polite compared to fucking every other person that hosts this mic. Like you could fucking say whatever the fuck you want to me. You could be like I'm I'm fucking your girlfriend and I'll be like thank you for telling me that and being so forthright and kind. Let's have tea. I don't know. I'm. I used to be a big coffee guy. I'm becoming. A, I'm becoming a tea guy. And I'm not just saying that to pander to you specifically. I'm saying that to pander to all of them. Um, what? You? Okay. Oh. Well. Yeah. Well. All right. Um, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, this isn't pandering. I'm. I love my girlfriend. I'm getting getting ready to mar marry her. That's. That's a thing I'm doing for me and her, mostly her. It's, it's still pandering. I'm pandering to her. I'm <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I want to do the proposal, you know, because you want it to be unique and special. And I, found, I was researching. I found this article online. It's called 67 Romantic Proposal Ideas. 
And I could tell just by reading halfway through this list that this guy did not have 67 ideas. Because his first couple ideas were like, propose at a beach, propose with a scavenger hunt. That was one and two. By the time he got to 34, it was hire clowns. That was the best idea that he had for a proposal. And I stopped at that point, but imagine like what, like if that was his best idea at 34, imagine how bad those proposal ideas were when he got into the fucking 60s, you know? Like 34, hire clowns. 35, hire mimes. 66, murder her parents. That's 67, hire clowns to murder her parents. <laughs> You're really into that, dude. I thought you didn't like horror movies. No, I like them. You like them? Yeah. <laughs> we are like, we have the worst comedic rapport of any, like, every time I crowd work you, I just feel very awkward about myself. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Just fucking. I can't disagree. I feel like you kind of do. And <laughs> You're, dude, you're the anti-him. You sound so impolite when you talk, and you sound so fucking, yeah. Yeah, dude, you fucking are. You fucking are, and I love it about you. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very intrigued by, like, how, like, the woman in the clown proposal would react in the moment between thinking it's a real proposal and realizing it's a clown-based proposal, you know? <laughs> like, she sees... Her fiance get down on one knee. She's like, oh my God. Then she sees three clowns emerge from the horizon, just like, oh my God. <laughs> She's proposing with clowns. We're talking about clown-based proposals. Are you, are you married? Oh, is this your wife? Okay. She, uh, did, he, did he do it with clowns, your husband? No, thank God, yes. All right, I gotta stop talking to people because it just, <laughs> it goes horribly awry every time I do. Um, that's why I stick to jokes. Uh, I don't know, I, the one thing I do know about what my girlfriend wants from the proposal, she wants pictures, she wants proposal pictures. So I was looking into a, a proposal photographer, which is like a regular photographer, but way more expensive because they have to fucking like hide in the bushes and they can't give it away. They gotta peep out and, and be really secretive. Start to $600 for that shit, which is fucking ridiculous because a pervert will do that for free, you know? <laughs> like if you, <laughs> you go to a proposal photographer, he's like, all right, we're gonna do this at the Palace of the Fine Arts at sunset. You ask your friend who's a pervert, and he's like, do it in front of your bedroom window and make sure she's topless. That's, <laughs> all right. That's my time. Thanks. One more time for Ryan, guys. That was great. Um, I'm just taking a look at the list. Yeah, I, I might just talk. I, who haven't I talked to already? How are you doing, man? You've got a headband on. That's pretty cool. How long have you been wearing that for? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. No worries. He's a prop comic. Um, <laughs> You know what, actually, just, just speaking of prop comments, I've been obsessed with Gallagher recently. Do you guys know that guy? He smashes the watermelon. What the fuck were people doing in the 80s? I mean, it was cocaine, but like, um, thank you for the same way accent was so nice. I know pe people think it makes you sound sophisticated, but I haven't brushed my teeth in the last three days, so that's, 
That's where I'm at. I'm going to bring on the next act. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Give it up for Hunter Step. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So I just got here. Who is this British dude? I'm sorry. What's your name? I want to I wanna give it up for your host, but I don't know. Daniel. Daniel. Give it up for Daniel. From, from Manchester something. That's offensive. Does anybody know? Pause for a second. Does anybody know what the most ethnically, like racially insensitive, insensitive Muppet ever designed by Jim Henson was? Think about it for a second. Any ideas? No, what, what do you think he's supposed to be? Oh, is he supposed to be black? Look, no, I'll tell you what it is, though. I'll tell you what it is for real. It is, it's uh, the Swedish chef, which you don't think about it because it's not bad to be. Hey, I'm performing right now. Can I call you back? My wife always calls me when I'm performing. It's okay, I'll look. It's 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 the Swedish it's the Swedish stuff though because you know nobody minds because it's okay to be racist against white people but that is insensitive it's just this Swedish guy going a smorgaborg a smorgaborg a smorgaborg a flubberty flubberty that's insensitive as fuck but and does anybody know about the most racially insensitive um, uh, Looney Tunes character? It's definitely Foghorn Leghorn, absolutely, but for completely different reasons. It's because he actually is a racist. Like Foghorn Leghorn, one hundred percent voted for Trump in the last election, and he is going to do it again. It's like fought you, the big rooster. You know what I'm talking about? I say, I say, I say, Benghazi. Like that motherfucker is a racist. I know racist. I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. Anybody else from a place where people say I'm sorry when you tell them where you're from? Yeah. Where are you from, sir? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm sorry. See how that feels? See how that sounds? You know what the best response to that is, by the way? Tell me if you've ever used this one. Excuse me? Because that's, excuse me as a response to I'm sorry, that's great because that's a choose your own adventure story because then that other person who said I'm sorry, they have a choice to make in their head. Okay, do I realize what an asshole I just sounded like? Or am I going to double down, speak slower, and enunciate because this is obviously someone from the public school system in Louisiana? They usually do the second one. People pretend like they're woke, man. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, who, who in here is over 30? If you're over 30, make some noise. Yeah, yeah. So we're all comfortably living inside of our plan Bs at this point? Any plan A motherfuckers still in here? Anybody? You look like a plan A motherfucker. You look like you still have hope in your eyes. It disgusts me. I'm living inside my plan B. You know, I, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be, you know, a diplomat or a statesman. I thought I was special. Like, we all thought we were special. Now I'm just excited. My new standards for myself, I'm happy if I can go to the bathroom without doing cocaine. That's where I am right now. Or, like, like I thought I was going to be something special. You know, at, at this point... I, you know, after two years of leaving college and then doing demo and salvage in West Oakland, I was like, man, I would perform sexual favors for a job in HR right now. Woo! So I'm in HR right now. For real. Um, real, not real, real. 
Uh, it's yeah, you know, human resources. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's uh, you know, human resources has got to be the worst possible label that they could choose to label themselves with. You know what I mean? That just sounds like human trafficking, but without all the raw sex appeal. You know what I mean? Just the worst. Just the worst possible labels. Like we're all my human resources playettes and players in the house. Woo! <laughs> Let me clear my throat and give you a little speech about sexual harassment. No, okay. <laughs> okay, good. We're we're cooking with gas. Uh, I, I will say this though. I think it's it, you know it's a total mislabel though because they're supposed to be human resources people are supposed to be very very politically correct. You know they're kind of like the hall monitors of the adult world. You know what I mean? But it's. It's kind of a mislabel, though, because in reality, they're the sickest puppies in the world, the human resources people. It's kind of like how you are on the outside is a complete just you hiding who you actually are on the inside. The way that uh, Republicans, conservatives are all sex freaks and, you know, nuns are really sadomasochists and vegans can only get off by killing their neighbor's cats, that kind of thing. <laughs> Anybody heard about the dating app that's popular down in the south where we're from? Not that one, Ancestry.com. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night. I've been Hunter. Okay. One more time for Hunter. Guys, keep it going. Keep it going. Ooh. I like that I'm just confusing to people. There's one, like, at the end of the show, you'd be like, who was that English guy? And you'd be like, there was no English guy. And then I'd vanish, and then it'd be great. Uh, guys, are you feeling the love? Are you feeling in love? Because you will be. Give it up for your next act. It's Nathan Love, everybody. Hey, guys. It's me, Nathan Love. Uh, spelled with no V. It's L-O-E, love. It's a weird one. How y'all feeling? Feeling all right, Muni Radio? I'm a little unprepared tonight. Sorry. If you've never seen my set before, I'm way too poor for this coat. This coat was a gift from an asshole who was being an asshole during a set and then said, hey man, you wanna try on my coat? And I said, sure. And then I went out to smoke a cigarette because I'm a degenerate. And I came back and he was getting arrested, thrown in the back of a police car. So this is now my coat. It is, it feels good. I put it on in the mirror. Speaking of people who look like they were extras in Lord of the Rings, your host here. I put the jacket on and it was like a ring of power moment. I looked at myself right in the eyes like my dad's gonna fucking buy this place. And it felt really good. I'm watching like Suits now, Succession. I just got an HBO subscription. This is all coat related humor, guys. This is my good material. I think it's a wool blend. <laughs> but things are going good. I'm unemployed. You know, figuring out the dating pool again. I'm getting maniacal. I feel like my ex-girlfriend has like a bat signal for when I'm unhappy. She just sends texts at weird inopportune times, sending me sexy photos of her wearing a shirt from my old work, which kind of felt like a double whammy to me. <laughs> it's not good. I think when you're dating, you look for people that have the traits that you don't have in yourself. I'm pretty non-confrontational. I'm kind of like a puppy dog. So I took a little trip down the dark side. I dated a couple snake girls. You know girls who think snakes are cute? These fucking psychopaths? Have you met any of these? No? Otherwise, let's find an analogy you're aware of. Do you know what a horse girl is? Anyone know horse girls? Usually a lot of gums for some reason. Really excited about Disney Plus coming out this week. Those kind of girls. 
Yeah, so a snake girl is the polar opposite of that. This girl like lost her virginity in the bag of a Spencer's. <laughs> Definitely starts every conversation with what her astrological sign is. <laughs> Which I didn't know before I came here from the South. First time a girl came up to me with that kind of shit. It's like, I'm a cancer. I was like, is that like a six, seven month commitment? I could probably handle that. It's probably right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> but this is a bad one. She's an Italian girl, and not an Italian girl like she knows where all the good delis are in town and like sequin shirts. This is like an Italian girl where I had to download whole new international apps just so she could chew me out through a different fucking venue. And uh, it was terrifying, man. Every conversation you see us walking out of a Whole Foods, I look like an Imperial stormtrooper trying to like give bad news to Darth Vader. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Every little question. It was like having an argument with her, because I don't argue, I'm non-confrontational. Having an argument with her was like having an argument with like a bomb that didn't speak English so good. <laughs> don't exactly know where I'm going with that. She did just get a snake tattoo down the middle of her chest. She sent me a picture of that. I was like, that's super appropriate. Definitely, right? <laughs> but you want to walk down the dark side. You want to check out the other side. Talk to girls, you end up going to parties. I went to some parties here in San Francisco. Y'all party people? You're a party person. You showed up with a duffel bag with, <laughs> and it was jingling and it was glass. There's a lot of alcohol in there. But I go to a lot of parties, I see the same party stereotypes. In the South where I'm from, there's only like three stereotypes. There's guy passed out on the floor. There's guy yelling at passed out guy on the floor. And then that guy's girlfriend just weeping. <laughs> just openly. <laughs> okay, he didn't hit her hard. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. But in San Francisco, there's a very particular party archetype that y'all don't have, like I didn't have. And this is, have you ever met like a good energy person? No. So in the South, if you're at a party and you see someone there that you don't know and the people that you came with, they don't know that person either, uh, you don't meet that person. That continues to be a stranger. <laughs> but here in California, that loner person will come right the fuck up to you after an hour and it's like, you just have like a good energy about you. I can tell it's your aura, which I think is basically code for I've tried everyone else at <laughs> this entire party. And now my shitty personality is your problem. And I'm going to open it with a compliment. Uh, eh, let's see. We got places to go with that joke. She's a shitty, shitty person. Shitty, shitty people. Unemployed. We talk about that. Did I do my Larry King bit yet? <laughs> people have seen me for a while. You guys do glowy news or paper news? Paper news, glowy news. You read it in the morning. Yeah? So glowy news, you know who Larry King is? Larry King's 78 years old. Just got divorced for the seventh time. I know. Can you imagine being 78 and you're like, ah, I could do better. I got one more in me. One foot in the grave, the other just squarely on a banana peel. He's like, give me double D's. Let's get one more. Let's do it. One more. Imagine opening up a dating profile at 78 now. You're like, my hobbies include breathing. <laughs> I really like well-carpeted stairwells. <laughs> Big fan of fiber, love fiber. I love, you know, suspenders that don't cut into my gross old paper mache skin. <laughs> I think if you date him now though, I think the odds of Larry King actually ghosting you are probably pretty high. He's a physical ghost, he's, a, he's an intangible being behind you. Speaking of ethereal creatures and Lord of the Rings extras, give it up for your host. This has been fun. Hello, guys. Sorry about that. I am a hot mess, sweaty mess, everybody. One more time, guys. Give it up, Nathan. One more time. Keep it going. I'm gonna bring it on for your next act, Noam Azban. Woo!
this song will definitely describe some of you here. Will you be willing to admit it? I don't know. You don't know either. It's completely morally defensible, as I will sing. But you might be embarrassed, and that's okay. And if you're embarrassed, I just want you to know I see you. And then enjoying the whiff of pie Come wafting down the hall Cause sometimes life gives your senses Sensations most unexpected Still I feel real guilty Cause I like it when the neighbors get it on If you got a vocal roommate You got yourself your lucky New York wish Oh, don't look horses in the gift mouth Or stare too long doing dishes at the sink No, 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 don't be a creep Don't make a peep Don't let them know about your front row seat Be inappropriate to talk about that stuff Oh, 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 instead I'll be a good housemate I'll even do favors, it'll be great time for the packages when they're busy with butt stuff. Anybody in the room want to admit that's them too? Yeah, it's okay. Nothing wrong with it. It's like finding a $20 bill. You didn't do anything, it just slipped into your hand. You didn't take it from anybody? So it's okay to like it when your neighbor's passion penetrates your ear. It's just part of life in the big city. You didn't know about it till you moved out here. Yeah, yeah, that love is love is love. But the walls be fucking thin In that case, your perverse enjoyment It ain't no crime or sin Just kick back, lean back, thank the Lord Unless your neighbor's 12 years old Cause it's okay to like it, yeah Everybody seems to like it, yeah It's okay to like it when the neighbors get it on No, um. Woo! Keep it going, my God. That was amazing. He had two instruments there. That was incredible. 
He's not just funny, he has actual talent. I it's know. like so different when you it, see comedians you do stuff and they just say words. Room, yeah. <laughs> wow. I actually one time heard my housemate with her boyfriend, but I heard just him come very loudly. Uh, you guys get why that's extra bad that it was just him, right? <laughs> she was silent as the grave. Um, all right, give it up for your next act, guys. Cody Abe. Hearts full of passion, jealousy and hate. Uh, so I actually got bumped by that musical act. I loved it, by the way. Um, I was actually kind of disappointed, but Daniel came over to me and he was like, uh, is it okay if I bumped you? And I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. And then, uh, and then I came so far. Um, I didn't. Um, you would notice. It's been a, it's been a, um, <laughs> A while. Uh, he was talking to. He was mentioned my headband, and then uh, I was about to answer. Then Nathan like jumped in. Like he was talking to me, motherfucker. Right? He was talking to me. That was my crowd work. He was talking to me, not you. Okay? He's like he pointed at me and talked to me, and not you. Okay? Be a fucking good crowd member. <laughs> you piece of shit, white privilege motherfucker. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Is, it's again that was all rhetorical. Um, it's not how comedy works. I'm kidding. All right, guys. Uh, what did I want to talk to you about? Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about some. So I I really like. Uh, I I was talking to my friend uh, today and we we're talking about Disney Plus. And he was like, dude, I uh, like I, I I don't know I don't understand why you would need any other like streaming service. Disney Plus is the best. I'm like. Dude, what? Why? I don't get it. Like, I I love Netflix, and I'll show you. I'll show you how much I love Netflix. We're scrolling through it. It's th it's thousands of Netflix comedy specials. I see Peaky Blinders, which, by the way, uh, want to every time I see it, I want to go. Oh, it's Peaky Blinders. <laughs> you know, like every time, and then like I don't want I don't want to get into the show because I feel like somebody asks me what show I'm watching. Hey, what are you watching? I'd be like. Oh, I'm, I was like, well, I, I'm, uh, there, there's a show on Netflix called Peaky Blinders, and I'm watching it, and then uh, it's just really offensive. Anyway, so we're scrolling down, right, Peaky Blinders, and then we get to this show called Toys That Made Us, uh, and I'm like, that's a creepy title, right? Like, you just fucking see, like, a Chucky doll, like, sewing in a, a fucking arm to a torso, and he's like, yes, I'm gonna make you just like me. And then I'm just, and then, uh, I looked at it though, it was actually a documentary. It's a documentary about toys from the 90s. Uh, like they, they do a bunch of things from the 90s. Uh, I, we watched the Power Rangers one, and th this one is, uh, it, was, it was honestly really cool to watch because it, it kind of cashed in on like the nostalgia. I basically only watched it because of nostalgia, but as we got through it, uh, they, did, they, they probably paid way, they, I know for a fact they paid way too much for the Power Ranger footage because they kept cutting back to it and it was like the same shot over and over again, but, it, but then they kept cutting back to like peop, different people's uh, testimonies, so it would be like the creator of Power Rangers, then it cut back to the, the, the um, footage and they cut back to like uh, the person running, like the, the director of the documentary and then cut back, and then it cut back one more time to this person talking and it just said collector. Like, they just got some guy that loved Power Rangers. Like, any guy that loved Power Rangers. And I'm like, okay, they, they're running out of people to put up here. You know? <laughs> they're, re they're really running out of people to talk about Power Rangers. And he didn't even say anything, uh, like, 
and he didn't even say anything that that progressed the the story of the documentary either it was just like yeah i fucking love him man um so that yeah anyway uh, there's an end to that but i, I want to do another bit real quick um so i recently got uh, back into skateboarding uh, after not skateboarding for six years and shortly after i realized that uh, i wasn't good enough to go back to it in the first place um you know i just started a new hobby except uh, you start a hobby like woodworking you're like in five years i'm gonna build a wooden table uh, for skateboarding and it's like in five years i'm gonna be crippled that's about it that's where i'm gonna be um and it, it's weird. Uh, I, I realized I wasn't good enough because today, actually, I, I tried to ollie up a curb and I fell down and I, I like scraped my knee. Everything. I was it was pretty. I was pretty hurt. But I was like, I know. The beauty about it is like you can learn from your mistakes. Your mistakes. And I knew how to. I was like, there's a way that I could have gotten up on the curb, you know, correctly. So I was like, so if I just uh, picked up the board and walked up the curb, that would have been good enough. Uh, that would have been great. Um, to do. Uh, anyway, I think that's my time, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Time goes by. One more time for Cody, guys. Keep it going. Yay! Oh, that was great. So good. This will sound weird and sound like everyone in England knows each other, but I actually, my, a friend of mine dated one of the guys from Peaky Blinders, <laughs> and he knew that I watched the show, and I pretended I didn't, just not seem to, like, to seem cool as it, oh, whatever, and then he found out later, and then I just still think about that late at night. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's nice to know I'm not really here for comedy, I don't think, I think I'm just getting people off, it sounds like, from my voice, it's like ASMR in between, we can just whisper it. Um, sorry, I'm just reading the name to make sure I don't fuck it up again. Um, right, guys, are we having a good time? Is everyone happy? Yeah, everyone good? All right. I'm going to start. I'm going to choose one person to start the round of applause to get us going for our next act. Sound good? You, sir, because I did not see you before. Start clapping. Wait, you're not the next act, are you? You know Sam? Wait, you wouldn't know. Are you, you know Sam? Oh, thank God. Okay, keep going. Oh, I don't think Sam's here. Oh, Sam's not. Oh, is he outside? Oh, okay. Well, he just he wanted to make an entrance. From the, the door. Um, okay, guys. Wait, keep clapping. Now, everybody. It's Sam Carroll, everybody. Never out of Hearts full of passion. Jealousy and hate. Woman needs man. You heard one person clapping, and he was like, they're not excited. He's coming? All right, guys, just keep it going. Just keep it going. Give it up for Sam Carroll, everybody. It's still the same. You really got to love someone to ride a tandem bicycle with them. It's basically like saying, hey, if I get hit by a car while I'm on this thing, I don't want you to fuck anyone while I'm in the hospital. Better yet, break a few legs. I want to be out of there before you're out of there, because then I want to go and fuck someone while you're in the hospital. I was at my pediatrician's office the other day for an STD check. And what do you know? I run into the person who I think gave it to me in the first place. It's my doctor. It was my doctor. Yeah. She made me take a urine sample, and she watched me, because I guess a lot of people fake those things, which is weird. And, she, and I, uh, she noticed that I sit down for it, 
And she asked me, do you always sit down to pee? And I said, yeah, you know, of course. And she said, okay, all right. And so, you know, we ran some tests and it turns out it's genetic. I get it from my mom. Yeah, my parents pay for my all my medical shit. They're good to me. Um, la for last Christmas, they got me a Brazilian wax. It's a nice thing of them. But it's kind of a fucking scam because, like, the damn thing's already growing back, you know? I think I, think I got ripped off. You know, I'm certain of it <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, Jeep. You guys like Jeep? Jeep is having their uh, year of employee pricing the entire year. I'm just, I'm wondering what the employees feel about this. You know, because isn't that the entire point of working at a car dealership so you can drive the car? It, it's totally kicking outside of your coverage as far as status symbols go because, you know, all the car dealer employees, they're, they're driving a car that they could not afford otherwise. That's the entire incentive for getting the job and... Now they don't have that anymore, and that's, that's that. Wow, what a killer close. It's been, this was a quick five minutes, you guys, wow. Give it up for your next- I, I haven't even oh. lit you yet. You haven't even lit me no, yet? No, you hear the horn. I was gonna horn you I like, thought the horn meant I did something funny. No, the horn is when you have a minute. So I'm gonna horn you. You are shattering my world. Right Pam. now. That means you have a minute. That was funny? You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Yes. I like your glasses. Thank you, Pam. Um, you have a minute left. Fucking That's all right. close it I'll out. give it to the next no, comic. No, don't do it. Fucking, what are you, such a, come on, do your time. Do my time? Do your time. Do your time. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm doing stand-up comedy because I don't want to be told what to do, okay? Fuck. Yay! Who, who's, who's the host? Hey, give it up for your host, everybody. Woo. One more time for Sam, guys. Come on. I thought the horn was a honk if you're horny kind of thing, so now I don't know what was going on. Guys, I'm going to just keep it rolling for your next act. Please give all your love, give all your attention to Kelly Evans, everybody. Jesus Christ. What happened to this mic? <laughs> Did you beat somebody to death with this microphone? Holy shit. What happens in the off hours here? You know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to <laughs> be an accomplice to anything. Uh, my name is Kelly. Uh, that is a girl's name. You might have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it does mean I got made fun of a lot in school. People were always like, what are you, gay? Are you gay? It's like, yeah, homeschool sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't go to homeschool. Uh, but my stepdad did call me gay a lot. So it was pretty much the same thing, you know? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I, uh, I come from Texas, and uh, I've always been, uh, you know, it's a conservative place. All right? I'll say that. It's fairly conservative. Um, and I used to think that I was adventurous sexually until I moved here, and then I realized, no, not even remotely close. So, like, I hear I'm vanilla, um, but, uh, you know, I've done some stuff. Like, I had an ex-girlfriend, and one time we're messing around, and she sticks her finger in my butt. She was the first person to put a finger in my butt. 
I mean, I mean, besides me, obviously I done it, but like, you know, nobody does it as good as you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it was, it was actually really enjoyable. I was like, she found it, cool. And um, the only thing, the only complaint that I have is like, I wish she would have waited till the end of the hike, you know? Just like, it's like mid-trail was a, was a bad spot. That's a true story. That is a weird true story. Yep. Uh, I shaved off my beard for a mustache. It's back. It's back now. Yeah. Thank you. There is no God, but thank whatever. Um, whatever you feel. Uh, yeah, but I shaved it off for Halloween. Um, and also because I'm trying to get my girlfriend to break up with me, but... That last part didn't work out, whatever. <laughs> She's hanging on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I shaved it for Halloween. It was great for Halloween. Uh, it wasn't so great for talking to my neighbor's kid, though. You know? Like, evidently, a weird mustache is a bad look. I think you look suspicious. I don't like, what the fuck, man? It's a little unfair, I think. Like, first of all, this kid's super talkative, right? He's like, ta like just nonstop science facts. Lobsters pee out their face. Cool, man. What? I'm high a lot so that's fine but the thing is kids don't have boundaries they have no boundaries whatsoever kids are like aggressive strippers right they always want to sit on your lap there's like glitter everywhere they're sticky for some reason it's just like it's problematic but uh one day this uh nikki nikki's his name he's chatting me up we're talking about planets i like saturn cool and uh his mom walks out like grabs him walks him inside then comes back and tells me uh can you please not talk to my son anymore so what the fuck, lady? That's I, you think I struck up a 15-minute conversation about planets with an eight-year-old? Like that's a little unfair because I'm an adult man. Why can't I talk to a kid? Like I maybe they have something interesting to say, you know, without it being nefarious. But like also, he's not a cute kid, you know. Like I'm not gonna kidnap a kid, but nobody's gonna kidnap this kid, you know. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, somebody said, I noticed I have like eight green shirts today. <laughs> so I wear green a lot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're free. Um, but somebody said like, oh, do you wear green because you're Irish? I was like, what? <laughs> That's stupid. No. Um, I have flat feet and emotional problems because I'm Irish. I wear green because I'm sassy. You know, like, <laughs> it's a good look. Uh, all right. I will finish with this. Um, I think I am done with porn. I am done with it. I'm pretty sure I got through all of it. You know, like I think I, I did. I mean, there's some weird, there's some weird stuff out there, but I think I've seen it. You know, I think uh, I do. I am worried about the future though, because uh, you know I see a lot of weird stuff on the internet, and uh, you know I think uh, like pretty soon meth will just be breakfast and incest porn will just be porn. That'll you'll be weird if you don't fuck your sister. You know. All right, that's something I'm working on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good night. Come on, that was great. That was so good. I liked her set, but it was hard to focus after finding out lobsters pee out their mouth. I didn't know that, and now I'm scared. Yeah. Um, uh, so straight out the face? Yeah. What's, is, what are the, are there any other lobster facts you could hear this with real quick? Uh, what was the other one? Lobsters pee out their face. Something, uh, eats out of their butt. I can't remember. I mean, what's all the same, right? <laughs> it's all creepy. It's all weird. Yeah, 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 guys. Your next act, you know her, you love her. It is the one and only Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Daniel. Yay. 
Daniel is awesome. He has a beautiful accent. What a doll he is. Yay. We've been talking about lobsters for a second. Just just TED Talk it just for a minute. If you want to kill a lobster, what you do when they're alive is you stick them in the freezer while you're boiling your water. When your water is boiling, you take them out of the freezer because they're all like fucking chill. They're like hibernating. And you throw them in the water. And when you hear that squealing sound, it's not them yelling. It's just their flesh coagulating and the air escaping between their flesh and the the exoskeleton and then it comes out through the water and it sounds like screaming but it's not ted talk done just say like just kill your lobsters for three minutes take them out take them apart put them in butter tarragon butter and then just butter poach them i'm sorry like anthony bourdain's death was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me my next tattoo is gonna be martha stewart here and i'm gonna put a snoopy in the corner right because Snoop Dogg and Martha, fucking OGs, what? Been to jail, me too. Killing it up here. No one else can, I can still vote, but Martha can never run for president. No one's worried about that. The most likable person in the universe, cranberry topiaries, nobody. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Fucking your sister? Obviously, that's fine. Cool, good for you. I'm going to... All right, let's talk. I'm going through menopause. Yay! No one talks about it. I'm gonna talk about it. I lost my sense of taste and smell. Now's the time to start eating ass. Like, I don't know. Nothing tastes or smells like anything. Whoop-a-dee-doo-ba-dee-doo. Like, let's fucking start eating ass. Yeah. I've started sexually harassing men on the street for it's my estrogen is gone my testosterone is high i'm a 15 year old boy with a brain i can read i've read a lot of books i know how to sexually harass people like under the there was a my mail carrier walked by on 20th street and um he had his mail shirt open and he was wearing a wife beater and i said to him i hope that the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it and then i winked <laughs> and he like he like didn't freak out or anything, not like too much and then I was like I just sexually harassed the mailman but he had his wife beater open and he had those huge pecs he was asking for it fucking right like what he was wearing he was asking for it no <laughs> just I finally understand cat calling because I got a kitten and he's real cute and I'm like baby kitty baby kitty Come here, baby kitty, come here. And he doesn't respond. And I'm like, and then he shows me his butthole, and I'm like, baby, you just showed me a butthole. I want to see it. What? And then I like chase him around, and then I pick him up without consent, and I hold him so tightly, and I kiss him on the mouth. I love my cat so much. <laughs> I understand cat calling. I pick him up without consent. Super love. Uh, I, 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 I live in the Tenderloin. I get catcalled or complimented. I can't tell the difference these days. A gentleman said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a straight up compliment. That's like not a catcall. That's like, thank you. Like, I, I feel like I'm gonna walk out. I'm very excited about my day. Another man said, you got a nice fit on. And I was like, oh, I have a nice outfit. I am fit. That's a double entendre in complimenting or cat calling. I don't know. I'm cool with it. Thank you. Yesterday, I was wearing a skirt. Guy said, hey, I like that skirt. 
can I get under there and get a sniff? Okay, that's cat calling. <laughs> it's obvious cat calling. And why do you want to smell under my skirt? Why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's weird. <laughs> it's like, what's up with you, bro? Like, you want to, all right, cool. <laughs> whatever, whatever your deal is, man. Uh, I should close with something strong about dicks. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what the, oh, I could, it's like, I should talk about feminism and then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth. <laughs> Makes it palatable, but I'm, <laughs> sorry, I don't like, I'm too old to have dicks in my mouth anymore, honestly. Like, that's why, I guess, I don't watch porn, but I guess, like, that's a thing, like, like old ladies, like, sucking dick. We're too old to do that. Like, we're over that. Like, we actually have self-worth now, so it's so different. <laughs> Am I gonna suck your dick, dude? Fuck you. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, about, anyway, that's, I just, when I, but in my, in my 20s, I, the only way I knew how to make boys like me was to suck dick. Did you know this as well? Was that something you worked through in your 20s? Just me? All right. I was like a virgin for so long, but I was like, oh, is this how you suck it? You know what I learned early? No one likes a hand job. Except women. Actually, a great hand job is super amazing. Like, if you can do it without a dildo. No, no one. Cool. Thank you guys for listening to my jokes. I'm Pam Benjamin. This is Daniel McKeon from London. Yay! Oh, one more time for Pam, guys. Come on, that was amazing. I want to, I, I do want to follow up and like talk about the, the material, but I look like I don't really know what sex is. So it's like, I look like I've maybe heard the word, but I don't understand the concept. So like, if you said it in conversation, I'd be like, shh, not so loud. I look like I call it making whoopee, perhaps. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to bring on your next act. You guys excited for that? Yeah. It's, give it up. Give all your love. Give all your clapping for Do It My. Thank you. Thank you. Do it. Oh, man. Hey, uh, you guys watch CNN? Oh, man, you know how I was watching it. It goes, it goes good news, 50,000 jobs are added. I'm like, bad news, I hate jobs. You know, like, jobs gave us five days a week and then two days of, oh shit, I gotta go back. Oh, that's bad. You think, uh, you know, I think before, before jobs, like we, we hunted and fished and like planted gardens and we picked fruits. Those are all the things my 65-year-old dad does, you know? I, we're, before, before jobs, we were born in the retirement. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> the three-year-old's like, the three-year-old's like, my life is good. And the seventy-year-old guy goes, Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> life was good. Life was real good. Hey, you guys know bass to get around by sound. I was thinking, maybe in the future we'll inject a bass DNA into a blind dude, and then he'll get around by screaming. <laughs> huh? It's like, ah. Oh! That way. And he goes, oh, oh, hi, Sarah. He goes, oh, oh, a snake. Oh, too late. <laughs> oh, Sarah, why do you hang around with snakes? What the? I can't hang around with Sarah and the snakes. Uh, hey, I was thinking, you know what? Like, if we could choose an animal power, I would choose a sloth. Yeah. Because I got to sit and write a lot, so I think it will help my concentration if I can only move slowly. Right? I'll be like, 
Oh, I got no ideas. I better get a snack. Oh, never mind. Oh, back to writing. No one ever asked me to do anything. I have so much free time that I, can you vacuum? Oh, no. Could you help me wash the dishes? Could you help me stir the tomato sauce really slowly? <laughs> like, dang, I can. I'm four feet away, be there in 10 minutes. <sighs> like, never mind, the tomato sauce is done. Hey, you know, you know back in the days, there were, the Indian days, there was like scalp people, you know? And then some people would survive, right? Like, what if you survived and you sat next to a dude who was complaining about being bald? He's <laughs> you know? like, I don't have a girlfriend. You go, oh, I don't have any friends. You see that? And that's skull. <laughs> right there, skull. I only think one set of bones should be protruding. Teeth. <laughs> Anyways. You know how on TV they, they swipe it real good and they, they go whoosh, and then the scalp comes off? But that's like the good scalpers, you know? What about the beginner scalpers? He wasn't, like he, he rips it and then it just rips all the way down to the neck. He's like, whoosh, oh shit. Oh dude, I gotta kill you now. <laughs> Your life's not gonna be very good. Could you imagine a guy walking around with like half his spine showing? <laughs> that would be fucking awesome, right? Halloween, you're like, man, I only come out during Halloween. Anyways, oh, hey, I, I like it when an idea hits me, you know, my head, it gets snapped back a little bit, like, oh. <laughs> I saw a sign that goes, no loitering, and my head went, oh, loitering is just littering, except I'm the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish other people's head got snapped back a little bit, you know, kind of, I walk up to him, like, hey, what were you thinking? Tell me. He's like, you know fortune cookies? Unfortunate cookies. Mm. Like, I'll kill you for that idea. Come Anyways, uh, that was a dumb one. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know what? I don't like the wind. The wind, my God. You know, I, I smoke a cigarette, and then it fucking blows out the flames. I'm like, oh, I was trying to fucking smoke. And then there's a wildfire, and then it, like, it fans the flames. Like, oh, now I got to evacuate. Make up your mind, you stupid wind. Anyways, hey, uh, thank you for listening, guys. I'm out of here. Your host. That was great. I just think it's so weird that weed is legal here to me. It's really spooky to me because, like, I've spooked every drug dealer I've ever spoken to ever because I just sound and look like a narc. He's like, this guy doesn't have it. Um... I don't know if I actually like smoking weed or if I like having 90s hip-hop explained to me. Does anyone else have that issue? And I just can't get it because they keep telling me. Guys, you ready for your next act? Give it up for Casey Koenig. Oh, wow. Classical music. I I feel like that's for Daniel and not for me. There's something, something, I don't know. Just get a hunch. How you guys doing? Happy Friday. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for hosting. Are you in town for a long time? Uh, a couple weeks. You've been doing a lot of shows? Oh, first one. All right. It's been fun. Sorry we've been making you so uncomfortable this <laughs> for the last hour. No, uh, stand-up comedy is a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of cool people doing it. Um, last week I was at a show, and uh, I was hanging out at a parking lot, and this guy walks up to me, and he goes, hey, man, you had a really cool set. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he goes, um, hey, do you want to smoke some weed with me? And I was like, oh, I would. It's just that I got to drive home after this, and I can't drive when I'm high on weed. And he goes, oh, you want to do some cocaine? (laughs) 
And I was like, I can definitely drive on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, thank you for offering. I think I can drive better on cocaine, really. Get home in record time. It'll be good. Um, I don't even know why I looked at that. Uh, I, let's see, I got a haircut recently. Um, not that I'm bragging. I hope I'm not coming off like I'm bragging. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it myself or anything. <laughs> I just paid a guy. Uh, but uh, afterwards, a friend of mine saw me and he goes, oh, you got a haircut. And that's it. And I was like, that's not an observation. <laughs> that's not a compliment, dude. That's just an observation. That really, like, if, if that would be like if you took out your phone, showed me a picture of your new girlfriend, and I was just like, huh, that's a woman. <laughs> like, sometimes the absence of a compliment is actually the presence of a diss, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you for just, <laughs> like, yeah, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see, where can I go? Uh, I, have, um, I have a lot of friends, I hope they're not listening. Uh, <laughs> beca not because I don't support Mutiny Radio, I do. I put $2 in the tip jar sometimes. <laughs> I hope they're not listening because I'm mostly gonna shit on them a little bit. I, uh, uh, some of my friends, they just don't get laid very much and um, it's really funny when like white guys have this like like a pent up rage because they don't really know where to like direct it. <laughs> like, um, like most of the time, what I've noticed is happening a lot is they they just like listen to Joe Rogan and use his opinions as an outlet for their anger. Like, like they're just like, yeah, man, I haven't had sex in twelve months, but these college campuses are insane right now. Can you believe this? And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't think it's the campuses, man. I think. <laughs> I think somebody just needs to touch your body. Like, <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. Um, with that being said, uh, what, can, what else can I talk to you guys about? Uh, I like, I like white girls. White girls are cool. <laughs> Nobody else. No. No, kind of. Yeah. All right, they're all right. I have one. She's she's cool. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm like I'm a, my mom's an Asian immigrant and I got a white. Girl, I think being half white helps. I really do. I just <laughs> um, the thing about the thing about her is that a lot of times I notice that she's really concerned about like being labeled like basic. Like that's like she's terrified of being like a basic bitch, and <laughs> all the time like she's just like, should I get this throat pillow? I don't know. <laughs> what about this live laugh love poster? Like is this is this a bad? How about this pumpkin? <laughs> well, I could say anything after that word, and it'd still be basic. <laughs> All right, have a good night, everybody. Thanks. Hey, see, guys, it was so good. Uh, I was trying to explain it. A friend of mine didn't know who Joe Rogan was, and I was trying to explain it. It's, like, it's a bit like when your babysitter's weird boyfriend hangs out with you, but he's read The New Yorker or something. I don't really know. It's hard to explain him. Um, guys, give it up for your next act. Start the applause. Just you, sorry. Yeah, do you want to you start clapping? Now, everybody. It's Tommy Fieldman, guys. Bring it on. Come on. Dad is here. I'm the dad. Yes, I brought my sons. All of you, all my sons. So I want to start off a little question for you guys. Who do you think should the actor should be that plays Donald Trump in the movie about his life? Who do you think would be a good actor? Throw out some names. What do you guys think? Michael J. Fox. 
Okay, so he's, yeah, just Trump, Trump has that, that kind of movements. Yeah, definitely. Here's, here's a thought. Uh, how about annoying orange? Got the skin tone down. Uh, he's very polarizing. Some people hate him. Some people like him. I think Donald Trump. But you know, I just think Donald Trump doesn't get enough love for his work on The Apprentice. I love that show. Me and my wife used to watch that all the time. It was a great show. He's a great entertainer, but you know, not a great uh, politician. They're impeaching Donald Trump. I don't know if you guys have heard. Yeah, but what they don't talk about who's actually paying for all this, who's actually funding the effort to impeach him. I think I know who it is. It's all the people who never made it on The Apprentice. They want revenge. It's quite obvious. I think that they just can't wait for that moment when Chuck Schumer, who's also from New York, finally gets to say to Trump, you're fired. <laughs> Remember that? When he used to do that? Also in the news, another politician, Katie Hill. Does that name ring a bell? Katie Hill? She was, uh, she's from Orange County, uh, or not Orange County, Santa Clarita. She had to resign because it came out that she uh, had a threesome or a, a three-way affair, two former staffers. I think that what that proves is the old adage that you can't menage a campaign while you menage a toi. <laughs> you can't do it. Another politician in the news, Elizabeth Warren, has come out with her uh, universal health care plan. Good news for all of us, all of us poor and middle class people. We're not going to have to pay for it. No, the wealthy are going to pay for it. Yay. Uh, Jeff Bezos is going to be paying $7 billion in a year for our health care if that happens. And he's okay with it. He's okay with it as long as he gets to call it Medicare Prime. <laughs> Medicare Prime. Let's see. Um, technology news. Uh, have you guys heard about the Indian Space Agency? Um, they have this. They lost their lunar rover. They landed a rover on the on the moon. Its name is Vikram, and uh, they can't find Vikram. Hey, Vikram's lost. They can't find him. Uh, but good news is NASA is helping. They're providing satellite imagery to try to find Vikram. Now. What's remarkable about this is that it's the first time in history that an Indian organization has turned to an American one for tech support. <laughs> Come on, people. Silicon Valley. But you know, um, a lot of Americans were asked about this. They say, you know, where should NASA go next after the moon, right? And most Americans say Mars. We should be going to Mars. Well, but they did a separate survey of comedians, and they all said, next we should be going to Uranus. My son loved that joke. Any joke with Uranus in it, got to keep that joke. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Also in the news, technology news, uh, Apple came out with new AirPods, you know, the, uh, the wireless AirPods. And uh, now they've added noise cancellation features. So you don't have to hear all the people talking around you. And um, Tim Cook, the CEO, was interviewed about this. And uh, they asked him, why did you add the noise cancellation? He said, you know, the current Apple AirPod users were already happy with the current product. It's all the people around them that can't take a hint. <laughs> you, you put them in. Don't talk to me. Let's see. Uh, also in the news, um, Matthew McConaughey. You guys know Matthew McConaughey? He is uh, Matthew McConaughey, yeah? He's been um, appointed a full-time professor of film and cinema at the University of Texas. Can you imagine that? You walk into a classroom, and it's Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Welcome to the history of film and cinema. Today we're going to be going over one of the best films of all time. <laughs> one in which I played a leading role. 
Magic Mike. You know, I don't, I can't do that song, but that's something like that. Let's see, last uh, joke for you here. Real quick, Meadowlands, they've o- they're opening up a theme park in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Anybody here from the East Coast by any chance? No? Well, the Meadowlands is, fa- okay. Meadowlands is famous for one thing. It's where the mafia dumps the bodies. And uh, so this new th- theme mall, uh, should have some mafia-themed attractions, I feel. So one idea I had would be a ride called the Finding Jimmy Hoffa Experience. And basically, it would just go a train that would go around and around the Meadowlands looking for Jimmy Hoffa, but you never find him. Another idea I had would be uh, an escape room from which there is no escape. And basically, it's a meat locker, and they lock you in, and they tie you to a chair with rope. And some guy named Vinny comes in every couple hours and just works you over until you give up the name of that informant. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, the food court at this uh, mall in the Meadowlands should have nothing but Italian food. Chicken parmesan, Italian sausage, maybe some uh, calzones. And everything should come with a side of tomato sauce. Or as Italians in New York like to call it, a grande banana marinara. All right, guys, I'm Tommy Felton. Thank you. Guys, guys, well done. That was amazing. Um, Guys, we only got three more acts left. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I hope you guys have all had fun. I'm going to bring on your next act. It is Jonathan Fields Kaysen, everybody. Is he here? Is he outside like Sam was before? All right, we will just keep jigging. She's got a list of passengers that's pretty. Yeah, Jonathan, guys, bring it up. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Mutiny Radio. I ain't a comedian. I slang bars. I came in. I um. Yeah. Y'all gonna get them. Low volume, please. Realist request that I can make of you is move, move. Catch a groove, especially if it's second nature. Survival of the fittest, fight for the iron the acres. Who sent the white depiction of Christ to try to save us? I've been saying about my bacon, grind chasing. Summer from out the wilderness to come revive a nation. If I quit now, man, I never know if I might have made it. So it's only right, but it shines bright, go I could take it. Stage lights hot, but my heart cold. Any track, homie, pick up all those. I've been insane from the star bros You ball witness, been in attendance at all shows On repeat, playing the matrix Eyes wide, the reason I ease by the cheap tricks The beat sound like be home by the street lights Scared, shake light, leaf, wavy a peace sign What's more troubling than the government? That rock, behind the scenes like some mambo black ops Tired, seeing harassment, bad cops Thinking they mad like creeping in the backdrop Television, they put the hooks in you. Judge by 12, they threw the book at you. Move, realistic request that I can make of you is to do what you gotta do. As the earth rotates and my confidence grows quick, I'm hearing rappers trade their morals to sound like Jigga. Copy that, never mind cats that mimic facts. You walk through crap, but I brought you back. Now it's just me, the epitome. Hit it with my brothers by breaking bread with the enemy. Every line spit is beneficial, y'all remember these metaphors, similes. What that blue tint be the spirit bone. 
going for the energy Tapped in, no cap, man Celebration of the black man Two-stepping with some gap band Who's tripping? I brought my backhand True Flemishes, but we channel that pain The ball's been raised Who they calling greatest? Who I call to the stage The road's rough like an hour-long call in a cage But yo, every 16 therapy for the streets Every gym picked up bands in comparison to me uh, What's more troubling than a government? That rock behind the scenes like Samambu Black Ops Tired, seeing harassment Bad cops thinking they mad like creeping in the Backdrop uh, Tell our vision They put the hooks in you uh, Judge by 12 They threw the book at you Move Realist request That I can make it You is To do What you gotta do Thank y'all Good One more time for Jonathan guys That was awesome Oh my god if any of the other comedians want to just do whatever, that's the, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Guys, bring it on for your next act, Johnny Stein, everybody. No, this is going to be different than that. Uh, <laughs> um, my, uh, my mom was uh, an English teacher, uh, so I, I was sort of like a nerd for language. Um, this will be a tie-in. I, I, like I loved, I love Tupac, for example. I, I love Tupac because um, Tupac is kaput, spelled backwards. So we should have probably seen it coming. Uh, yeah, I, I, she's an English teacher. She'd always uh, bring bring the classroom home. Uh, she tried to teach me um, how to use rhetoric effectively. So, um, like uh, for instance, she said, uh, "No way, you're gay. Maybe it's a phase." Yeah, so yeah, it worked. I mean, those A-vowels kept me in the closet another two years. So pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool what language can do. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I am gay, cool, super. Uh, I, I am, I, uh, thank you, thank you, I, I did it. I did it well. Uh, yeah, I, I, got, um, I got cruised actually at a urinal the other day. And for those of you who don't know what getting cruised is, um, I think the straight community has a term for it. It's uh, unwanted sexual contact. Um, yeah, gay community just calls it cruising for a juicing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I. Uh, it was. I mean, I've never had it happen to me before. I didn't know what to expect. I was at a urinal, and like uh, to set the scene, like I'm not comfortable at a urinal, uh, you know, because I'm like socially five four and medically five three, you know, <laughs> like I can hardly reach. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just a small little man. I mean, and and I get told actually a lot that like I don't come across short. <laughs> But uh, I don't know what they expect from me, you know, like, uh, hey, get out of my way, let me at him. Baruch You know, I could try. Uh, I do know that some people can see it. Some people can see it. My friend uh, told me, he, he said, uh, uh, you would be unstoppable if you were taller. Oh, man. Yeah. It's the same as saying you're stoppable and everyone can see it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, anyway, so, so okay, so there I am, I'm getting cruised, uh, I, I'm, at the, I'm going pee-pee on my tippy-toes, and, uh, and I, you know, I've never had this happen to me before, it's, it's actually pretty luxurious, you know, it's like a, like a caterer at a gala, you know, coming up, like, sir, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, what have we here, you know, while I'm whizzing on my toesy-woesies, and, um, 
And he's like, uh, you know, prosciutto wrapped cantaloupe tonight. Um, he was white. And that's uh, not what you guys' dicks look like. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, and and I didn't know what to do. I've never been in this position before. I did what my you know body told me to do. You know, I just grabbed on. I just sort of reached over and grabbed on, uh, like it was like a railing on an old bridge. Like you know, don't look down. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, and, and I don't know how, but it worked. I, you know, I, he, I don't know if it was my sex appeal or my, like, desperately trembling body or <laughs> that I was, you know, like, going piddle on my little piggies. But I, I, uh, he whispered to me, Turner whispered to me, uh, he said, I want to buy you dessert. <laughs> <laughs> And if that's a euphemism, a thumbs up. But if it's not, better. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm in for either. Um, so yeah, so I, I ended up going home with him, and uh, you know, a man never tells. Uh, but we banged. Uh, <laughs> and and thank you. And I I couldn't stop thinking about him the whole next day, the whole next week. I like couldn't get him out of my head uh, because um, it's kind of like how that song goes. You guys know, uh, I got you under my skin. You guys know that song? Yeah, because he gave me scabies. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, have a great day. <laughs> the bend. I reckon that she knows she's gonna meet a oh, friend folks Guys, one more time for Johnny, everybody. Come on. Uh, have we had fun? Has everybody had fun? You guys? Yeah? We have one final act, so I want you to give everything you got left, okay? So please give it up for Sabrina, everybody. Sabrina. Thank you, Nathan, for hosting. Uh, keep it going for Nathan, yeah. You think it's great, great. Uh, Nathan, you're unstoppable. Sir, you are unstoppable. Just because you're shorter, you're unstoppable. We're all unstoppable, myself included, according to Tony Robbins. Haven't you watched the documentary, I Am Not Your Guru? So I, I was feeling down last month, you know, about my prospects and, and life and love. So I started reciting the mantra to myself, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable. And I start feeling good, so I keep saying, saying it more. I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable. And then people on the BART train start looking at me kind of funny because we're... <laughs> stuck in the fucking tunnel, so I am not unstoppable, <laughs> but Bart is, though. Uh, we need, Tony Robbins can do it, you know, all the problems with, with Bart, Tony Robbins can just, he'll just come talk to the trains. You're unstoppable. <laughs> What's your name again? Johnny. Johnny, how do you, how do you feel about dating taller girl, girls? I'm about, I'm about uh, 5'11". Oh, oh fuck, I wasn't, that, I was in my head, like, oh my god, oh my, isn't that terrible? Fucking comedian, we're terrible, we ignore other comedians, it's like, like, I was just in my head the whole time, you know? That's why you shouldn't smoke weed, you're inside your head too much, and you missed a, a beautiful set, and then put your foot in your mouth, it's not very woke, I'm not a very woke San Franciscan, uh, I am not dating. I, I, date, I dated a guy quite a while back, and we were great together. I thought we were unstoppable. I did. Because he was, oh my God, we, he was really considerate. He was really considerate. You know, he went on a, he went on a business trip. He had to go to, 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 New, to New York City. Right after he got to the hotel, late that evening, even though he got in late, he texted me. And he was like, oh, I just wanted to text you. I was just, just thinking about you. 
while I was masturbating. And I was like, oh my God, that is so sweet. I'm like, who was I, who was I with? <laughs> I'm just wondering, that's what I'm thinking, because there had to be something else, though. Um, yeah. My last boyfriend, we broke up. We broke up. Uh, I, I don't know why we broke up. We were so good together. We met in San Francisco, you know? Like, I was a good girlfriend for him. Like, I swallowed for him. Yeah. Yeah, I swallowed all my antidepressants like a good girl. God damn it, because I'm... Bipolar. I'm bipolar. You know, that's that's not why that's not why we broke up. That's not why we broke up. He uh like he cheated on me a couple of times, you know, and although you know it's in San Francisco, so I'm not sure if it was cheating or if it was microdosing on monogamy. It is. He was just he was just, yeah, he was just microdosing on monogamy. God damn it, that joke deserves accolades, I guess. I'm gonna sell. Let me keep going though. He brought he he brought out. He's like 51, so he was very a uh, person of advanced experience. I'm not gonna say older. He was a person of advanced experience uh, in the bedroom. He taught me a lot of things. Like he he taught me about myself. He brought out all these aspects of myself that like I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was really sexually adventurous. I didn't know I was into choking. You know, until I until I met him, and uh, that was great for a while. Then we had to take it up a notch. You know, increase the element of danger. Yeah, that's right. Math tutors, we'd like to get a little kinky in the bedroom too. So we had to take it. We had to take it up a notch. So what we did is we went camping. It was a new moon, completely dark, and you could hear the coyotes just like kind of howling in the distance. I'm like, whoa, this is exciting. And uh, oh, it gets better. Like we pitched the tent right next to the PG&E high voltage transmission lines. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Oh my God, what's the forecast? 5% humidity, <laughs> 50 mile an hour winds. <laughs> I'm bad. You weren't, you weren't expecting me to be naughty up here, were you? <laughs> I've been naughty. <laughs> there was one thing I wanted to, uh, to, uh, to end on. Oh yeah, yeah, what, I, I'm transgender. I was just trying to remember that, what I was gonna talk about. <laughs> there's no segue, there's no segue. And I don't, there are a lot of, you know, straight cisgender guys out there who say, oh, that's the best of both worlds, you know. They, no, it's not. Having to go to the proctologist and the gynecologist is not the best of both worlds, right? Like, I want to go, I want to go to the gyno-procto. Like, I want a one-stop shop. That's what I want. I mean, is there, there got, there's got to be a doctor out there who's double-majored, like, each end. That's what I want. I'm gonna save time and money. It's like the gynoprocto. It kinda sounds like a like a dinosaur. It's like sixty-five million years ago. The gynoproctosaurus roamed the earth. He was an omnivore. It was the best of both worlds. And that's all right, you have been listening to the very talented, very kinky, very surprising uh, mass tutor slash comedian, Sabrina Miller. <laughs> I want you to keep that the applause going for your host, Daniel, as we close this thing out. Oh, go for Sabrina, guys. That was awesome. I believe that we have come to the end of the show, so thank you guys so much. Thank you. Give it up for all the acts you saw tonight. Weren't they good? Weren't they funny? Uh, give it up for Pam in the booth, as always. 
Give it up for yourselves for coming out. Uh, I've been Danny McKeown. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in a couple seconds. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
and I will cover Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. 
life, and almost every magazine, with the exception of True, which has a hidden significance, which I'm not going to even... So, so, anyway, by, <laughs> neutral colors. So, at any rate, the Vice President Nixon, as you know, is supposed to go to the NATO meeting. Uh, there, anyway, he's, he's in charge of calling eggheads back, that's what it says here, and he's going to woo them for the administration. So, uh, several eggheads have been called back, including Dr. Oppenheimer, who was granted amnesty this week, and... Uh, he is taking a quick course in German, so he may join the others defending our country, right? So, Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun!
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... The Let's Watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th annual. Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 